This episode is brought to you in part by Practice Solutions. You need a biller that you can trust. A good biller is going to save you time, money, and most importantly, the stress of trying to do it all yourself. You can work with Jeremy Zug and his amazing team at Practice Solutions by going to practicesoul.com forward slash John. That's practicesoul, S-O-L, dot com forward slash John. Fill out the form, get in touch with them for a free consultation. They're going to do amazing things for you and your business, and I'm so excited to be partnering with them for this show. Also, stay tuned um, for the Get Seen Summit coming up October 19th in Philadelphia. There's still time to grab your ticket and come work with me there. We're going to teach you how to become your own digital marketing consultant and get get control of your digital marketing once and for all. It's going to be a great time. So again, go to GetSeenSummit.com to grab your ticket there while you still can. That's GetSeenSummit.com. All right, let's dive in. All right, today is a solo episode, just me today. That's our typical routine for Monday. Um, Today we're going to be talking about, uh, um, we've got just some updates, stuff that's been going on. I've got some exciting announcements thrown into the episode, and then we're going to dive into a couple of listener questions. Should be a fun one. Let's do it. Welcome back to the show, guys. It's Monday afternoon, and I'm glad you're here with me. Uh, I usually record on Sunday Sunday evenings, but yesterday I was busy doing something quite special, uh, and it has to do with you. I've mentioned um, uh, just a number of episodes back, I talked about the digital strategy um, roadmap, and I want to tell you that that model has very quickly become... A, a comprehensive course, online course for therapists called Digital Marketing Made Simple. And, um, you know, it's been a really fun process of realization for me to see that um, I, I had already been, you know, kind of teaching this model all along, but um, had not necessarily laid it out into clear steps in a sequence. And uh, really what I consider building blocks for digital marketing in private practice. And so a lot of these things were kind of implicit to me. And it has been, it's been a really neat process to make them completely explicit, to create a visual for the model, um, to give it a name, digital marketing made simple. And to, um, uh, and it's really taken uh, a lot of my coaching even deeper so far. So it's, it's just been really neat to, to roll out that model and we've been building the course for it. So, um, the, the course is looking really great. We've, we've been just laser focused on putting it together, getting it ready, creating a marketing plan for the course itself. So it's going to be coming out uh, in a number of weeks. That date will be announced soon, but if you want to be on the interest list, um, go to the forward slash simple. For digital marketing made simple, thejohnclark.com forward slash simple. If you are at all interested, um, you definitely don't want to miss out on this. So yeah, 
but that's what I was doing yesterday. So, um, carved out a little bit of time this morning to sit down and do the podcast. Not going to be a super long one. Check in, talk about a few things that are going on in my world. Um, answer two listener questions today and then, um, and then we'll call it a day. So, um, couple things. Last week, I I took a bit of a risk and released my first vlog. Now, if you don't know what a vlog is, it's it's essentially like a video journal of sorts, a video diary. Um, it's funny how dudes don't want to use the word diary. Even myself was like, I had some pause before saying that word, That's in, which is pretty lame, huh? Um, it's a video diary in a sense. But basically, the idea with a vlog is you just kind of capture your life as is. So it's kind of an honest look at your day. Um, you're just kind of holding the camera either up to your face or facing, facing out as you go through and interact with, um, with your day. And so we did that. We just wanted to try it as kind of an experiment um, to create a different kind of content for you guys. And um, it's, it's made quite a splash in both directions. Uh, I've had a lot of people reach out and say, this is awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's creative. Um, and then I've had other people reach out and, um, and, and, and throw in a lot of, uh, uh, heat at me, which has been really interesting. Um, I made a post about this on Facebook and a lot of people chimed in, but, uh, but yeah, I had this guy reach out and, um, um, basically tell me that I'm, uh, I'm not a good guy. And I, th- I think I'm a good, I must think I'm a good guy, but I'm clearly not a good guy. And, um, he was really mad at me that I changed the name of the Facebook group a while back, which is really funny to me to be mad at, um, someone who changes the name of a free Facebook group <laughs> and then reaches out. So, um, he sent this, this pretty nasty email and then literally six minutes later after telling me I'm not a good guy. Um, and that I was trying too hard. He sent me an email six minutes later and said, I'm just kidding. I changed my mind. Um, you seem like a good guy. That was a really cool vlog. Take care. <laughs> I'm like that, that whole email sequence in the course of uh, six minutes encapsulates the state of the internet right there and the state of, of people and the way they use the internet. I, I just think it's this anonymity, right? Where people feel like they can say whatever they want to cut you down with very little recourse or very little um, repercussions. So, um, usually I know what you're thinking. Usually I wouldn't see these kinds of emails. Um, they would be filtered out by, um, my assistant, Laura, but, uh, I was in my email inbox looking for something and I saw it and I was like, Oh, this is an interesting email. And, um, and so, and, and, you know, I, I sat there, I just read it. I kind of laughed at it. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I still don't do great with this stuff. Um, my friend Laura Long was like, dude, I can't believe you get, still get bothered by this stuff. It seems like you're beyond that. And, um, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm still, I'm still human at the end of the day. So it's, you know, I put my, I put my heart and soul into, my work and into my content. And, um, hopefully that comes across, but this is really like, you know, my content is a really, really big part of my job. It's, it's at least half of my job and and takes about half of my time each week. So when people go out of their way to be mean, I'm like, wow, that's really, that's really astounding. And it takes me a second to 
take a deep breath, think about, uh, use my therapist skills, think about what might be coming up for this person <laughs> and get curious about why, like what would compel someone to reach out and, um, and be hateful. And so I wrote back and just said, wow, you know, you're, you're coming in hot. Um, and I basically just said, um, you know, you must be in a lot of hurt to have to reach out to someone and, and try to cut them down. That's basically what I said. And again, usually I wouldn't respond to this stuff, but I don't know. I just felt like it. And then, um, I thought that would probably be the last of it. And then he reached out again and said, um, that he felt really betrayed by, uh, me changing the name of the Facebook group, which again is a really strong word. <laughs> to use when you're referring to a free Facebook group. Um, and then he called me a narcissist and that was, that was how that went. <laughs> that was my, um, that was my interaction with this guy. So, you know, it's, it's a bummer that, that those interactions stand out even more than, um, lots of the people who reached out to say great things about the vlog and, and how much they enjoyed it and how, how cool it was. So, um, at the end of the day, you know, I think it's, I have to just improve my ability to deal with those kinds of comments. I'm just still shocked that they happen. I'm just kind of like, what, why would anyone waste their time, um, uh, you know, sending those kinds of emails? And, and again, I, I genuinely believe it probably comes from a place of hurt for that person. I don't know why else you would do it. You know, it's like, why do bully people bully others? Well, because they're insecure. They feel bad about themselves. So they make other people feel bad. That's, that's really my only, um, the only explanation I kind of give myself for why this happens. Um, and, and I wish it didn't and, and I'm working on letting it roll off my back, but, but I do care. And I'm just like, you know, it's, it can be tricky to filter, filter out what's real, um, in this digital era. I really believe that. And so, hearing something like that, I, I do think at least for a second, like, is there a grain of, uh, a grain of truth in this? Is there something I should be listening to? Um, and so I kind of check it with people that I trust and they're like, no, you're good. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. I think I can, I can move on more or less, but, um, it is, it is a process. And I think, you know, whatever we focus on grows, and so we have to focus on, um, the things that are filling us up and helping us advance ourselves and, uh, surrounding ourselves with positive people. That's, that's another thing that, um, I think our outcomes have a lot to do with who we are surrounded by. There's a lot of, um, a lot of negativity in, uh, among therapists, which is really ironic as I, as I say it out loud. It's also really ironic when therapists like this guy reach out and are so blind to their own, um, their own hurt or their own biases that, that still blows my mind. But, um, yeah, it just, it just seems like there's a good bit of negativity. I mean, there's like people getting into spats on Facebook groups, people, um, cutting each other down for raising their fees or being private pay or, you know, you know, describing themselves a certain way on their website. So I don't, you know, again, I don't know what that is. I just think, I guess there's a lot of variability in terms of people's success in private practice and we're all just trying to make it. And so again, some of that bullying comes out through insecurity, but I just see a lot of therapists and especially my coaching clients who, who are really hesitant to do, to do things because of fear of judgment from other therapists, you know, they're, they're really hesitant to build the kind of business they want, or again, charge what they want or, um, whatever it might be just out of fear of, 
of other therapists or fear of what their competition will say or do. And, um, I don't know. I just think, I, I think we have to be less sensitive. Honestly, I think we have to get a little more bullish about this stuff. And, um, that's, that's the, the real balance as a therapist and a business owner, that those identities, those selves, if you will, are, are quite different and, um, and, and really just, they, you need to draw on different parts of yourself to be an assertive, confident, powerful business owner who takes action, who makes decisions, who, who, who takes risks, um, is willing to invest when they, when you need to invest and doesn't look back. I think a lot of therapists just, they tend to, um, just in the way that we are sensitive to our clients, some therapists are overly sensitive to their businesses and treading so lightly and so afraid to, I don't know, change a word on their websites or, or, or whatever it is. And I just think we need to break free of that. I just, that's one of a handful of cultural uh, issues that I see within our industry that I really think we need to change. The other one is knowing our value, knowing our worth and charging what we're worth. Um, I won't get on that soapbox now, but if you've been listening a while, you know, that's a big one for me and a big part of why I do what I do. Cause someone sat down with me my first day of graduate school and said, if you want to help people and make money, you're in the wrong place. Um, it's just not going to happen. So you should get out now. And I thought that can't be true. So that's a big part of my mission. To be honest, it it really is. It, It was then and it is now. So I just, I, I think your mindset has everything to do with your outcome. I, I really do. And I know I'm not saying anything new and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a, a guru right now. Um, so even that, right. So I, I just, I just like a pre apologized <clears throat> for what I was about to say, saying, Oh, I'm not trying to be your guru because in a way this guy's criticisms are, are in my head and him calling me a narcissist, you know, kind of like, who do you think you are kind of comment. So maybe there, there is that little, you know, people plant those seeds. Um, but I'm going to try to let that go for now and say what I'm going to say anyway. Um, cause if I'm not doing that, if I'm not doing that on this podcast, then where am I doing it? You know, this is, this is, uh, this is a platform that I've built and is, is completely mine. And if I'm not saying what I want and what's on my mind, on my heart, then, then what am I doing? So, but yeah, that's the thing. I think therapists, we need to step our game up. We need to step our mental game up. We can do all the marketing in the world. You can have a great website, killer traffic. Like you, you can, you can nail all these things, but then if you don't believe in your, in your product and in, in your worth, none of it's going to work. And we, we've seen this happen. Um, I've seen this happen in my work with, with therapists. Um, we've seen it happen through, uh, our team in unconditional media. Um, it happens. You have to, you have to get really clear on who you are, um, how you're different and, um, why people should choose you and why, why they should pay you X amount of dollars or come for X amount of sessions. Um, and I think it's a process of discovery. I think it's a lifelong process, but, I encourage you to push the limits of that. I encourage you to rather than wait around for this, like I see a lot of therapists waiting around for the feeling of I can raise my fee now or I can get off insurance or I can charge what I'm worth or launch this new workshop. I see them waiting around for the feeling to give them permission to do the thing. That is that, that couldn't be the, the more backwards. 
you do the thing and that changes the feeling and therefore changes the belief. Um, and yeah, the, this is, so this is a little bit of CBT applied to, um, uh, coaching and, and helping you develop your mindset, but it's not, you don't wait around for the feeling and the belief to line up with this idea of your new fee or raising your fee $10 or $15. You, you raise your fee 10 or $15 and then you notice the shifts that happen in your feelings and beliefs. That's the way you do it. I started discovering this long time ago, back in my, my San Francisco practice. Every time I would get pretty full, I would raise my fee and how I'd raise my fee is I would be, I don't know, I'd be sitting in my car, taking a free, doing a free consult with someone and realizing I was pretty much full and I would stomach the anxiety of raising my fee and the fear that they would reject it or laugh or whatever, or go somewhere else. And I would lose that client quote unquote, I would stomach that feeling. And I would just state my fee, my new fee (laughs) that I had never charged before. And people rarely, rarely, rarely ever balked at that fee. They said, okay, sounds good. When can I come in? Um, And then the feeling and belief changed, right? I used to think X amount of dollars was a lot. When I started out, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm charging this much. What do I know, et cetera. And, and, And then at some point, I had doubled that by this method, by just, you know, just doing it, just, just facing the fear and doing it and then letting the feelings and beliefs uh, take care of themselves. That, that is the way to do it, guys. You really have to just leap and leap and leap, um, and, and, and kind of set your feelings aside for that moment and, and realize that they will shift. I, I swear this is, this is how it works. So if you are waiting and sitting on an idea or a thing, you've already waited too long. You've already waited too long. And the longer you wait, the, the less likely you are to actually take action, actually take action. How, how eloquent was that? <laughs> um, but that, that's the reality guys. So there's no, there's no magic. You know what I mean? Like whoever you compare yourself to, whoever you're looking up to and wondering, Oh, how did they get that way? Or you, you make excuses for yourself. You make excuses for, for them. You go, Oh, well they had a leg up or they got really lucky or they, um, I don't know, they're in a different market than me, or they have a specialization where they can charge this much. That's all BS. That's all BS. Everything that you've made up about the success of other people is all BS. I'll give you an example. Um, so my wife and I went and saw the new Bradley Cooper slash Lady Gaga movie this weekend, A Star is Born. So amazing. Such, I'm, I kid you not, life-changing movie. Also will, um, it'll ruin your day in a way because <laughs> it's so powerful and it'll, it'll shake you up. But um, we were talking about this after the movie and it was, um, it was like, wow, you know, oh my gosh, Bradley Cooper is just so talented. I can't believe he can just get up there. And not only is he a gifted actor, but now all of a sudden he can sing and play guitar. And he, he wrote half the songs in the film. Guess what? We didn't, we look at that part. We look at the outcome of other people. So the outcome is him making this movie, producing it, directing it, um, writing the songs, etc. We look at the outcome and what we fail to do is even remotely imagine any of the work that went into it, the blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. You just assume that Bradley Cooper was born this talented. Yes, some part of it is talent, maybe maybe 20%. 
I think about 80% of it is effort. I, I really do. And I think the same can be said for the best athletes in the world. I think the same can be said for the, the best artists, etc. cetera. Um, <clears throat> a, a good bit, of it, some part of it is, is raw talent. The rest of it is developed through, through grit and repetition and determination. De- determination that some of us just don't have. You know what I mean? We're just, some of us just, just plain don't have it, but you dig a little bit deeper into Bradley Cooper and into, um, this movie and his preparation for this movie. And guess what? Um, he never knew how to sing or play guitar until this movie. Never knew. Went, went through, started from scratch, learned guitar from the ground up, learned singing from the ground up and learned songwriting. And and, and became competent in all three for the sake of this movie. Watch this movie, you will, you will be stunned. You will be absolutely stunned that that's the case. Um, you know, again, I'm not trying to be cheesy here, or like overly inspirational, but I think, it, I just feel like it's a message that, that's overdue for therapists right now. And uh, I just, I think we tend to um, be a bit soft you know, and, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get some, some grief for saying that, but, uh, I just, I don't really care because I feel like if I'm not saying it, then who's saying it, you know, if I'm not telling you, then who's telling you, I think we, we tend to, um, we tend to be soft. We tend to be, you know, people pleasing. I certainly do. Again, I only know that all this stuff because I'm, I'm, I'm in it and I'm facing this stuff daily, but, um, I think we have to, uh, we have to toughen up a bit. And again, a lot of a lot of therapists are going to listen to this and go, and they're going to turn it off or pause it or skip over this part, and that's that's fine because I think it's a hard message to hear. But there's just a lot of therapists who tread so lightly in this process of business building. They tread so lightly in um, in in learning what you need to know to run a business, or um, learn what a profit and loss statement is, or learn some basics of digital marketing learn uh, uh, how to spend money in your business, how to make decisions, how to take risks. This is all part of the game, you know, and, and being a business owner is certainly not for everyone. Certainly not for everyone. I don't think there's any shame and, you know, uh, applying to work at, at someone else's group practice today or an agency or a hospital or college counseling center or whatever. I see a lot of therapists also forcing it and, and just creating, a, 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 a creating hell for themselves by becoming trying to become a business owner um you don't have to do it but if you are going to do it you have to want it you have to have grit you have to be you have to be steadfast and above all else you have to believe in yourself i I really think that has a lot 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 to do with it so um man this is how it goes i always i always start off these episodes i'm like oh i have nothing to talk about you know this is probably going to be a like a five minute episode and then here we are, let's check the time, like 23 minutes into this seg- this part of the, the show and I'm fired up and I'm on a so- one of many soapboxes. <laughs> and uh, so that's the way it goes. But I do think about this stuff. I think about you guys daily, absolutely daily, um, many times per day and, and, and trying to understand what are the biggest pain points of therapists, how can I help resolve them? That's it. That's what I think about. So if you ever wondered, wondered how my mind works, that's, that's how it works. Um, 
I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but after after I had the episode with Katie Keats May, we were talking about um, talk show hosts and how they're um, may or may not be drinking alcohol in the mugs that they're drinking on stage or on set, um, which still cracks me up to think about. Um, I've been thinking about like how cool it would be to have um, kind of like a sidekick or a co-host, I guess. I don't know what you call them, but if you ever watch uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, which I'm a big fan of, if you ever watch that show, um, you have Jimmy Fallon and then you have, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name, but it's it's his kind of sidekick slash co-host um, who just helps keep the show moving along. And rather than Jimmy feeling like he's pitching these jokes to the entire audience and wait and trying to gauge their response with no feedback, he's kind of pitching them and his sidekick slash co-host will kind of chime in. And it gives, it gives him that immediate feedback of, is this funny? Like, can we take this joke a little further? Um, the, the, the sidekick will kind of jump in if, if Jimmy is like struggling or, um, you know what I mean? Like kind of missing the mark or whatever. So, Anyway, my realization was I want one of those people. I want someone like that for this show. And maybe that's maybe that's a lot to ask. Maybe it'll be hard to find. But I really do want someone who could be in here for these solo episodes and kind of responding with me or even just um, just reflecting some of this or like laughing if things are funny or um, um, crying if I'm upsetting them. Or, or making one of the, like, if I'm going off about therapists needing to toughen up, they could make that universal signal for shut up or like for like cut it out, you know, um, like you run your hand across your neck, like cut it out. Um, they could make that signal, which would be really helpful in an episode like this. <laughs> uh, so that I'm, I'm looking for that person. If you think that person is you, let me know. That would be cool. Maybe maybe that person is already listening, um, or maybe you just want to do an episode um, with me like that. I think it'd also be cool if I had someone else who could pitch me the questions for the show. That would help as well. Um, so, who knows if that's per- if that person is you? Let me know. Um, info at thejohnclark.com. You could you could send that email info at thejohnclark.com. This is a this is a somewhat serious. Uh, um, proposition <laughs> like somewhat serious somewhat like is this ridiculous to to be putting out a job listing a verbal job listing for uh, a co-host but who knows you never know um all right we should probably get into some questions huh 26 minutes into this thing this is how it goes we just got two questions um, this week, and um, let's see here. They're they're somewhat related, so I think we'll be able to uh, run through them fairly quickly. Um, not that I'm in a rush, or not that you're in a rush, but here they are. Um, speaking of which, we need more questions. Um, you, you having questions really helps um, kind of fuel the show. It helps me prepare um, for these solo episodes and have something to talk about that I know is relevant. Because the reality is, if you have a question, that it's very likely that tons of listeners have that same exact question or at least can learn something from it. So don't be shy. Uh, thejohnclark.com forward slash FB group to join the Facebook group forward slash FB group. Um, join the group and, and leave your questions there in the thread or just email Laura info at thejohnclark.com. But, um, and ask more than one question, guys. I, kn- I know you've got them. So if you got five questions, ask five questions. And if I don't answer them all in one show, um, I'll just spread them out. But, but the more questions, the better. That really helps keep the show moving along. 
first question is from Jared. Jared um, is asking, well, he's saying, starting with a statement, saying, not knowing where to start, building personal motivation to start, and creating follow-up systems to determine what is the most effective. Okay, there's a few parts in this. Let me, let me address them um, piece by piece. First one, not knowing where to start. Okay, you're only going to start once, so enjoy this process. That's, that's, that's step one. You only become a therapist one time in your life. You're only new at this once in your life. So by all means, enjoy it. This is where mindset really begins. I'm, I'm so serious about this. This is where mindset begins. Let yourself be new at this. One of the hardest things for us to do, let yourself be new at this. Same thing when you're learning any skill. If you go your whole life and have never picked up a basketball, then all of a sudden you start trying to learn basketball and you get caught up in feeling overwhelmed. I'm never going to make it. You have all these limiting beliefs. You're comparing yourself to Steph Curry. Well, you're not going to play basketball very long. You know what I mean? You're not going to make it very far if that's, if that's um, where you're starting out. So uh, take the time to get clear on your mentality and um, get clear on what you believe about your propensity to succeed in, in, in building this business. That's where to start. From there, from, let's switch to a more um, pragmatic standpoint in terms of where to start. Get your, get your legal entity set up before you do anything else. Um, you know, a friend of mine was just messaging me yesterday about um, setting up an LLC and he's been in business for probably three or four years. Um, I, I'm not a lawyer, but again, I, I don't think you want to be operating that long as a sole, uh, <clears throat> as a um, uh, sole proprietor. Couldn't think of the word as a sole proprietor. The, the reason is as a sole proprietor, if something happens, God forbid, and someone comes after you and your business or sues you, guess what? As a sole pro- proprietor, your personal assets are liable. That means they could come after you, your house, the money that you have, etc. As an LLC, limited liability corporation, um, or a PLLC, which is typically what we file for as a private practice, um, your personal assets are protected. That's that's the main difference. Again, I'm not a lawyer. It's ridiculous that I have to even say that. You know, I'm not a lawyer. But um, that's what I would say is take time figuring out what what is the legal entity that you're going to start with. Um, uh, go through that process. Talk to other therapists in the area who have set that up. Talk to a, um, a small business attorney or someone like that. Um, get, get your foundational stuff right. Get it locked in from the beginning because it's going to cause you a lot less problems down the road. Um, file your business name. Um, uh, whether it's a DBA doing business as name or whatever. Um, file it with your local county or city just go through and follow those steps. I mean, this stuff is not fun. It's not sexy. Most therapists are just, they're ready to get out there and get some clients and they kind of skip over a lot of this stuff, but get that stuff out of the way. Um, get yourself a business phone number. Um, ideal it's something, something HIPAA compliant like Spruce. Um, I always recommend Spruce. Um, uh, we did a sponsorship with them a while back and um, they give a, a discount to our listeners, sprucehealth.com forward slash PPW for private practice workshop. Uh, I think it's 20% off your monthly fee for the first year. Pretty good. Spruce Health is a really great option. Setting up your phone, get your email set up, um, et cetera. 
focus on all these, getting all these systems right first before you then focus on your marketing. That's really going to be um, step number two. Um, go through, listen to the digital strategy um, episode recently, but roughly, roughly, you're going to go through, you're going to create a killer website, logos, colors, images, tagline, copy, calls to action. Your next step is going to be crushing the Google game. All three pillars of Google, Google AdWords, Google My Business, SEO, search engine optimization. From there, you're going to start tracking and diagnosing issues using your KPIs or key performance indicators. Um, and, um, and that's more and more than enough for you to start with, uh, the next three, the next three parts of the digital marketing made simple model. Um, they build on these first three, these first three can and will take you quite a while to nail down. So again, take your time with those, have fun with those and, um, and, and go from there, build slow and steady tortoise in the hair kind of thing. Second part, he said, building personal motivation to start. Well, I guess that that's a hard question to answer, I guess. I, I, I mean, without having you kind of on the line here and, and being able to talk to you about, well, if you're struggling with to start, then do you want it? I don't know. You know, it's like, this is optional. Again, it's like, if I want to learn basketball and I'm struggling with the motivation to learn basketball, well, then, I, then maybe I don't want it bad enough. Again, I don't know. Maybe some people think this is tough love, but... I don't know. Now, now I think on the other hand, if you're overwhelmed and you just don't know where to start, that's a little bit different from building personal motivation to start, um, building personal motivation. I don't know. I don't, I don't struggle with that so much guys. I, I really, I, I really don't. Um, if anything, I, I, yeah, I just, Hmm. I guess you have to know your why, you know, you have to have a, you have to have a mission for this thing. You have to, you have to have something to sink your teeth in right now, a, a reason to get up in the morning and, and build this business. And that reason can and will change. That's okay. But for now you need to figure out what that is, whether it's to make more money and work less or to have more impact or build a group practice. Um, I don't know, leave, leave a legacy, uh, leave your full-time job, whatever it is. And, and that can be hard. You know, if you have a full-time job and you're trying to build this thing on the side, that can be hard, but, but you got to dig deep. You know, you've got to, you, you need in order to be successful in private practice and self-employed, you need to have about twice as much motivation as you have when you're fully employed. That's just the reality. No one's going to get you out of bed every single morning. No one's going to call you if you're late. No one's going to yell at you if you know what I mean? If you don't do your notes, You've got to be self-sustained, self-motivated, self um, and that is a skill in itself. But you have to dig deep and figure out what that is now or else this is all going to feel so obligatory and you're going to start resenting your business. So that's it. Um, he says, and creating follow-up systems to determine what's the most effective. All right, so for that, it's KPIs, right? Key performance indicators. Again, go back, find the life-changing magic of KPIs episode a while back. Listen to that episode to start tracking what you're doing, tracking how well it's working. Um, we're going to be talking, there's a whole segment on KPIs in the Digital Marketing Made Simple course. Um, so that'd be a great course for you, Jared. Um, so creating follow-up systems to determine what's most effective. I mean, that that's basically like tracking your referrals, right? So when people call or reach out, you should all be asking, how did you find me? And write that down. Keep track of that somewhere so that you know what's working and know when you can double down. All right. Jared, good luck. Let me know how it's going. 
um, as you get started, you know, you're going to need support. You're going to need um, to make sense of all the information you are um, that you've got out there. So let me know if I can help more. Let me know. Um, uh, joining the Business Made Human group might be a good fit for you at some point. So um, definitely reach out um, if, if that's something you're interested in. And for all you guys, if that's something you're interested in, getting more support, being part of a community. We do have a couple openings coming up at the end of the month for one of our groups. So um, just go to thejohnclark.com forward slash work with me if you want to uh, apply for that group. All right, next person, Tanyi, T-A-N-Y-I. Tanyi, maybe. Um, I'm trying my best. Wondering what marketing to curb and how to best do it without falling off the grid in my third trimester and how to plan for my return after several months of maternity leave. Okay. Well, um, if you're following the digital marketing made simple model, um, which you should be at this point or something that you're at least thinking about, thinking about where you're at. Again, this is um, a, a good model for even tracking your progress and knowing where you're at. Wondering what marketing to curb. Well, I'd have to know what you're doing first, right? But let's say, for instance, if you followed the model and you have a killer website, so you've, you've, you've nailed step one and you're on to step two, which is crushing all three pillars of Google, Google AdWords, Google My Business, SEO, um, then hopefully you are already ranking naturally in your area. If that's the case, you just need to keep up that ranking by consistent content marketing. So your consistent blogging or video blogging or whatever it is you're doing to add more um, engaging content to your site on a regular basis. That's it. Um, if you're doing AdWords, pull back on your AdWords. That's, that's a really simple one. Um, there's not as much to do with your Google My Business listing other than um, updating a post um, in this new post feature on your Google My Business listing every few weeks. Th those are things you should be able to do while you are on leave. Those are pretty light tasks that you should be able to do. Now, it, how to plan for your return after several months off. You've got time to work on this stuff. You've got time to, um, to really up your Google game. And I think this is a great time to do it. And we know that with good SEO takes three to six months to really see strong results. So you've got time to go through and whether you're doing that yourself or getting some help with the keyword research and keyword placement. But now is a really good time to, to knock some of that out, to batch your blog posts. So write a bunch of blog posts all at once. Um, just really, just really, uh, get some of this busy work, um, not busy work, get, get some of this work out of the way while you're, while you're on maternity leave when you can. I know your, your ability to work during that time will be limited, but you do, your, do the best you can. And again, same thing for you. KPIs, KPIs, KPIs have to be a part of your, the equation right here. Um, you're not going to know what marketing to curb or what to do when you're planning for your return, unless you're tracking KPIs. You're just going to be shooting in the dark, just guessing, just totally guessing. So <clears throat> you got to start tracking KPIs. I would do that now so that you can see what is working um, overall with your digital marketing. And then from there, as you're coming back, you're going to know exactly what to do to ramp up again. So <clears throat> I hope that was helpful, guys. Um, again, digital marketing made simple. It's a complete online course. It's going through every single step of the digital marketing made simple model, the simple steps that you need to take in order to get control of your digital marketing, overcome your fear of digital marketing and become your own marketing consultant. 
Um, yeah, I, I can't wait for this course. It's, it's really exciting to me. It feels like the culmination of what's now been years of me doing this work and of, of blogging and teaching and coaching and running groups and all this stuff. And now it's like finally clicking that I have a model gave it a name and we're getting it out there so that more people can <clears throat> can get the help they need with this stuff because the reality is if you consistently get if you're consistently filling the empty slots in your calendar you've you're probably you're going to have a great healthy happy sustaining business that's it number one question in the minds of therapists is how am i going to get more clients if you've answered that question for yourself, the rest is gravy. The rest is systems and improving your processes and bumping your fees and maximizing profit and automating things and working less. So can't tell you how good it, it will feel for you to have a plan for your digital marketing, to become an informed consumer and take control of this stuff once and for all. So if you're interested, whoops, if you're interested, thejohnclark.com forward slash simple. Um, to get on the interest list for the digital marketing made simple course it is going to be um, the doors will be open for a very very limited time and then they'll close again and then we'll um so so you definitely want to go ahead and um, get on that list if you are interested they're gonna the doors will open briefly and then and then close soon after so ah all right we ramped up into that pretty quick huh this is a this is a fun episode and um, I hope it was helpful for you guys. Th thanks for being here. I appreciate you guys a lot. Again, I'm, 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 uh, I'm blessed to be able to do this. Um, um, don't take it for granted that you're taking time out of your day to, to listen to what I have to say and to, to invest in yourself as a person and as a business owner. So I appreciate that a lot, guys. Hope you have a great week. Um, we'll see you on Wednesday for our interview episode. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to head to practicesoul.com forward slash John to apply to work with Jeremy and his amazing team. Also rate, review, and subscribe to this show wherever you're listening. And don't forget to grab your tickets to the Get Seen Summit at getseensummit.com. I'll see you in October in Philly.